All right, so we're here for another episode of the Game Recognized Game podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in yet another time. Today, I have somebody super special. I'm going to give you a little bit of story and a little background as to how I know this gentleman. I met him probably around 2018. Um, it was at a Call of Duty event, Call of Duty Anaheim. We all went to dinner and we're all just sitting there. And, you know, this is where I really kind of knew that this is the type of person that's going to be successful. We we're all talking about goals that we wanted to do. And in 2018, this gentleman had the foresight to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Not this is what I want to do, but this is what I'm going to do. I think at that time he was way like under 100,000 on everything, maybe in the 20, 30,000 range area. You fast forward today, and this is probably what I like to call one of the faces of Call of Duty. If you know this person, he's the person that everybody goes to when they want to figure out about a gun or analytics about Call of Duty. I like to call him the godfather of gun, my man, Jay God, my boy, thank you. Welcome to the Game Recognized Game podcast, my brother. I What's appreciate going on? What's I, going on? Hey, excited. man. I'm excited, bro. I, I really wanted to have you, bro. I feel like people's stories and how they got into content creation is very important to show, right? And you're one of the more interesting people that I know. And I'm like, you know what? The perfect guest would be Jay God. You brought your son with you, yep. which, is, which is good because, you know, I remember, like I said downstairs, bro. I remember seeing that kid in 2018. That boy was little. He was barely talking. Now to see him now being nine years old and not only talking, but he's a real Call of Duty player, like for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a, it was amazing to see and amazing to hold that conversation with him, bro. I, I really, I really, really enjoyed that. This ain't about him, so, but it's about <laughs> you. Maybe one day we'll, <laughs> maybe one day we'll maybe. get him in. Maybe one day we'll get him in. But uh, so let's, let's get to you. So the first question that I like to ask people when they first come on the podcast, depending on what field they're in, obviously you're a Call of Duty YouTuber, um, but you're also a gamer. Yep. The first question I have for you is, what got you into gaming? Was it a game that you played when you were younger or like a moment in time where you're like, you know what, I like gaming and this is kind of what I want to do? Well, I, I think for me, it always started way back, like way, way back. Um, back in like, I don't know, probably 1990. Okay. <laughs> when I was like two years old, I think my my dad had bought, and for whatever reason, he was making good money at the time. He bought a, a Nintendo, and we we had like sixty games. I got I got to post a picture when I go to my. She has a suitcase full of the games, like stacked next to each other, and even some of the original cases. But we played back then, and like we just played games back then. We played regular Super or regular Mario, and then when the Super Nintendo dropped, we got that almost immediately, and we were playing that. And that's kind of more where most of my memorable games come from. Because Nintendo was like totally different experience. You couldn't say. I mean, there's so many different things with that. But then we got into it in Super Nintendo. I got into a bunch of RPGs. You played so many variety. Mega Man. Oh. Like there's so many different games Man. that came down during that window where it was just like I was hooked on gaming. We'd, we'd, we'd uh, eventually when my parents got divorced, we'd go to my mom's. We'd play like the whole weekend. During the week in school, we would just play. Like it would be like we would play games all the time. We'd go to my cousin's. We'd do four player split screen once that became available, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. with the 64 and stuff like that. So we were always like console gamers. And it's kind of one of those things that we always did. And when new games would drop, we would play them. We'd rent games even. Oh, man. And uh, that's funny enough. We, we rented a Mario RPG. Oh, and okay. then like we never took it back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel like that was what people were doing back in the day, bro. They were renting games and just never taking them back. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of how we got into games is just kind of through that. And over time, it's evolved. Gaming has evolved a lot. Like we talked about uh, before, is that like my son? He he's grown up his entire life with online gaming. 
versus us it was like until i was a teenager before it was like online gaming like for call of duty came out when like i was 15 you right. know yeah so i was like I missed out 10 years of grinding online right. against other people because you think you're good until like you, you actually play online. Then oh, you're like, 100%. oh, shoot, it would happen. Same thing with my cousin. He was always a better gamer than myself at the time. And then when Halo came out, they would take it to school and uh, they would play like, you know, Thanksgiving week or whatever. Oh, right, you know, they right. give you like, oh, mm -hmm. a half day or whatever. Right, but right, right. You get a potluck party or whatever. And they would go game and he would foreplay and he would smoke everyone. You know, but then when you get into online, it's like, oh, oh shoot. Oh, I'm not really. Oh, there's some real dogs. Right. There's some here. real people out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's kind of evolved so much. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into that's it. A, that's a good story. So you 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 mentioned like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. So one of the first first person shooters that I can remember in that time, because I mean, we're old dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm a little older than you, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, we're the old dogs. Did you ever play Goldeneye? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. When we play four player split split okay. screen. It was always unfair. Like me and my cousin, um, we're like a year apart. And then my brother, he's like uh, four years older. My cousin, his brother, which is also my cousin, he's four years apart. So they're like the same age. And okay. me, and, me right. and my cousin were like the same age. Right. So we would always 2v2. We would just smoke them because we were the better gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And, and like my cousin, who was always better than me. And I was always better than my brother. Right. right. And then he was better than his brother. Right. So we were just 2v2. We would right. smoke them. Oh, that's so smoke good, them. man. I remember a time like my cousin who you just met. Bro, we would play GoldenEye for hours. Bro. Yep. I mean, that was like my first introduction also into like first person shooters, getting competitive when it came to gaming. And then, you know, then after that, it's like perfect dark and think games of yeah, that yeah, nature. Yeah, they evolved. I mean? yeah. yeah, they they definitely evolved. And then like you say, like where we are now in gaming is just crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, so we, we we do Nintendo, we do all those things. And then did you play Dreamcast or anything like that? I never got Dreamcast. It was like an expensive thing at the time. Right. And, and we didn't get Sega Saturn or okay. any of those. Like we always had like somebody would have a party and then like the one person would have it and we'd see the games. But it was never like cool, you right, know, right. because it was always Nintendo. And then eventually when Sony kind of took over and then Xbox and Sony kind of right. battled it out and we were on PlayStation and then we switched to 360, and then right. we went back. So it was kind of one of those things. We kind of went with COD, uh, right. to be okay. honest, yeah, right? Yeah, when yeah. they, oh, they got the exclusivity. Oh, we got to have an Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before that, yeah, we never played any of those. I think there was like a, it was like a computer name for a, for a, for a console. It was like a cloud. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Or I know. Something, something, something like it, that. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the heck the name was. Somebody will know when it's watching. Yeah, but, somebody will know. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, man. Game is like so different, drastic as how it changes and evolves. And it just, I don't know. It's interesting. It it, it definitely, definitely is. And I, it's funny that you said, you know, because I think that's like everybody's like arc when it came to like gaming and getting competitive was going from obviously PlayStation. And then when COD came out with the exclusivity, bro, now everybody, bro, I remember that having PlayStation, playing PlayStation, loving it. The Xbox came out. And that was around the time that I started like really getting into like for real gaming. It's like, okay, now I got to get an Xbox. And then we play COD. Yeah. And then, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I personally, personally for me, I kind of always like Sony a little bit better. But when they had COD, I, you know, you got to go where COD is. Yep. And that's kind of how that went. So now, you know, you're, you, you do all that when you're younger. And I know your brother, shout out to Uncle B. So now you're doing all of that. And now you get to a point of where like you're being competitive. And that's when COD comes out. That's when COD comes around. And what... MW2 came out in 2009? I don't know. It was a long time ago. Right. Like, it definitely uh, was. It was a long time ago. I know COD 4 had the first multiplayer, but right. even back then, I didn't have a, like, 
people might not realize this, but back in the day, well, I say 360 right. is back right. in the day now, but they didn't have like internet. Right. You have to have that. You have to buy that Pete, that one yeah, the little extra adapter. The line, land adapter. To, or you'd hardwire. Yeah, but or nobody, hardwired nobody hardwired it. back then. No, 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 we didn't even know. But so, you had to buy that piece. Yeah. So you think lag is bad now? Like, oh, bro. it was bad. Oh, terrible. It'd be like, damn, I can't even play the game. Right. Exactly. So I had that and I didn't really get good Internet at any point until probably like I was actually an adult. So it got to a point where I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is what the game feels like when you actually have good Internet. You right, know, it's right. kind of like it feels good. So. Um, it kind of evolved from that, but yeah, online gaming is, is kind of taking it to the next level. Definitely. So I definitely agree with you because right around Modern Warfare 2 was like when I really started playing, but I can remember playing Modern Warfare 2 and getting my very first nuke on the game. And obviously it was online, bro, but it was different. It's like you said earlier, you think that you're good. Like I would always beat the people in the neighborhood, but then you get online, you're like, oh no, these guys are like the real deal for real. Yep. Did you did you did you do any Modern Warfare two? Well, I, I played all of them, and, and the the reality is, is I was always like a an above average player, but right. nothing like crazy good. I always had like hovered around like a one point seven, mm-hmm. which back then was a wow, which, which is cool, but it's like kind of like mid when you're thinking content creation and right. stuff like that for in general. Right. So it wasn't probably until about IW, which well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more right. on later, but that's kind of where I kind of started to quote unquote take it more serious mm-hmm. and that's where i got my first nuke okay like i didn't get nuke i never even saw nukes in game right. like because it was rare right like, unless you were like a 2kd demon right. or whatever you were dropping them regularly right but you know you always saw the leaderboards and you're like how the hell do people got six kds what's going on here yeah they gotta be cheating or yeah, something bro, right i couldn't think of having a 6kd back uh-huh. then bro. but that's then when crazy. i actually found content creation which was during iw right. that's when i like Saw real players that had like five and six kids. Right. Oh, uh, oh, this is what they're doing. Right. Well, and it's funny <laughs> that you. It's funny that you say that because I didn't really start getting. I mean, I guess you could call me a little bit more serious during the Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three, Bo One days, but I don't think I really got like good until yeah. IW because yeah. I was like, I think to this day is the highest KD I ever had, and that's when I started, you know, realizing what KD was and you know yeah. how you have to keep it up because I think I I went back and looked. I think I had like a over 4KD in that game, bro. That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was, a, and, and to me, that was like the last time that there was an actual skill gap in the game. It was a big skill gap. Yeah, yeah movement skill gap. Obviously, other games have had it with uh, the later ones. Uh, I think probably BO4 is probably the last one that really had like, felt right. like it had a legitimate skill gap. Right, yeah. For different variables, but yeah. Yeah, I, I bro. Mm-hmm. And I think IW got so much hate. Yeah. I don't know why, like, you look back on it now, you realize IW was actually a really good game. But during the time, I mean, which is with every COD, if you think about it. Well, yeah, I think there was a little bit of burnout because they had already done Advanced Warfare. Yeah. BO3 is regarded as probably one of the best jetpack yeah, CODs yeah. out of 100%. all of them, almost universally. Yeah. And at that point, um, I think it kind of got swayed a little bit. That's probably one of the times where YouTubers did influence it, where where the views just weren't as good. So then they just stayed on BO3 for like a second year. Yeah. yeah. And that allowed content creators um, like Swag. He, he mm. stayed with IW. He and. Did. Um, K3 and, yeah. and there was a few others that stayed on IW and they they saw success yeah. while other people stayed on BO3 and saw success. Yeah. That's about, that's around the first time that I ran into swag too. Now yeah. that we're talking about swag was IW. Bro, I used to play that game. I used to like see this kid. And this is before I knew who he really was. I when he was kid. still Prince Lightskin. Yeah, when he was still Prince Lightskin, bro. <laughs> bro, that dude, like I would see him mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm about to kill him. And then he would do something and it would be, bro, it was so crazy. And that's when I really realized, like I said, like, Online is really different because yeah. it's like 
I used to try to make up excuses like, oh, there's no way, you know, it got to be internet, but it wasn't. Yeah, he yeah. was just a demon. Because even at with the bad game. internet, those people are still. Oh demons. no, they're they're demons at the game, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. And I I never was that good at the game. I mean, I was above average, but I was never that good at like. Yeah, yeah. Some of these kids are like. Yeah, like if I had a ten crazy. year, if I took it back ten years, right. maybe a hundred percent. But some yeah, of these yeah. kids are just like amazing, and and that's also you know why I think it's like not not funny, haha, but funny like more like ironic. Like now you have your son who is a gamer yep. and he's actually good yeah, at the yeah, game. Yeah. Like I see some of his clips on Twitter or wherever you post it. I'm like, Oh no, this, this kid is yeah, like yeah. legitimately real deal good. And we're, you know, this whole time him and I are having conversations about apex. We're having conversations about COD and how yeah. he doesn't like playing COD anymore because X, Y, Z. And now he plays apex and he's telling me a strategy. I'm like, yo, this like, I wasn't thinking like that video yeah, yeah. gaming when I was that age. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it, and even possible. It wasn't, no, possible. No, it wasn't even possible. But even if I were to like go back and think if online gaming was around yeah. when we were that I age, couldn't visualize I that, couldn't no. visualize me being into yeah. it as much as he is. You know, what do you think is the reason why, outside of you being a content creator, that he takes gaming so seriously? Is it because that he just grew up with it? Or is it he just has a real genuine love? Well, I think I did uh, like start him off like really young, okay. like a lot. Like, like I said, I started when I was two, so right. I never saw any like shame in, in playing video games. Like right. there's a negative stigma that's slowly kind of gone away, yeah. especially when you have multi-millionaires like a ninja that popped yeah. up or Nick Merckx or even Al Swag or right. whatever, where they made it mainstream to be thing. Um, but before it was kind of like, oh, you're just wasting your time playing video games. Well, sometimes that's just an outlet for people. Yeah. But back then, what I did is I even uh, bought, like, when he was, like, three or two, I bought the controller from Amazon that's specifically for kids, like, little tiny controllers. So he started off playing games really young. I never really put, like, hard restrictions on, hey, you can only play for, like, two hours, and then you're right. off. Like, right. uh, you know, as long as you're, you're doing your homework, you're brushing your teeth, you ain't got no cavities, you wake right. up for school, you're mm -hmm. good, and then... You know, you can play games as long as right. you want. I don't yeah. care. Just, you know, it is what it is. Right. And I think that's so important, especially nowadays, because like you said, these kids are like, they're becoming millionaires yeah. by playing video games. Not everybody's kid is going to be your kid. Yeah. Because your kid is really, really good. But I think it's important for, you know, parents to encourage that type of outlet. And, you know, if they happen to be good, then maybe they can make a career out of it. And I think you know z i, I always yeah. say z is x i don't know why i always say well, z just but just cuz the zans yeah, are part yeah, of it i yeah. always say z i mean x x like i feel like you know if he stays on the trajectory that he's on he's definitely going to be yeah. somebody that could be in the content creator and i asked him cuz you were there i asked him i said hey do you see yourself in the future becoming a content creator and he and he wants it like he's yeah. like yeah bro i definitely well, want it well this. the thing that i've done too is that like like i think a lot of people want to rush it early and try and push like uh, the content creation right away. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I visualize like the enjoyment you can get, still get from video games. Like he's just playing the games for a hundred percent fun. No right. work, no right. thinking, no thought process, no nothing. And then you could just enjoy the games for what it is. It's not like, Oh, you got to keep playing COD because you know, you get more viewers on COD. No, we don't need to make business decisions. Right. And, and maybe when he's 10, 12, 13, I can be like, all right, cool. Now, now you're going to do what you enjoy. Let's go that route and make it work, you know? Right. So you can have a little bit more fun with it versus pushing it. Like at the end of the day, I know he's going to be a good gamer and he's super charismatic definitely. naturally. So it is going to be fine. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do. Right, right. I mean, yeah. at this point and right now at this age, he's saying that's something he wants to do. And he definitely has charisma because as soon as he hopped out of the car, he's talking to me. Oh, you know this and that. And I'm like, 
And I was just sitting there watching and listening. I'm like, yo, this is this is yep. amazing. Because I try to get my kids into gaming. My kids, some order into gaming, but not like that though. Not yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. like that. Yep. You know, and it's it is definitely amazing to see. So you know, now you're playing Call of Duty. You have your son playing Call of Duty, and then around 2017, right, is when you got into content creation. Yeah. So discuss what are some of the things that pushed you into that direction. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of different factors. Uh, I know that like. I think a lot of content, a lot of people know about my backstory a little bit, yeah. but the, the, the reality is, is like I was working in sales. I was, I had a full-time job. I was uh, married. My son was only like almost two and uh, basically we were just living normal life. And then my, my wife ended up getting killed at work. It was part of a, like a huge, it was national news. It was, yeah. it was considered a terrorist attack. The The people involved were like part of uh, ISIS or some crazy. Oh, I didn't know that that was, yeah. it was an ISIS thing. Okay. Well, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, like a, the backstory on that is uh, literally there were coworkers. Right. Like they worked there. Okay. And they had a baby shower for them and like, it was crazy. And then basically it went to work function. Uh, they, they had a break. He left, went, picked up his wife, picked up his baby, dropped him off at the mother-in-law or whatever. And then came to work and shot up the place. Yeah. And it was kind of a like craziness because obviously it feels surreal in the moment and, yeah. and all those things. So I took about a month off after that happened and like I went back to work and then I worked for like four months. And because of how everything happened, it was, it was, there was life insurance, there was financial comforts that came after that part. And I didn't have to work. Like essentially I made enough to pay my bills and I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just enjoy my son. He's only two. Let, let's enjoy. So I take time off, potty trained. We're going to the store every so often. You know, he gets to pick out his toys. We're going to Disneyland, which is being like in the moment, enjoying it. And then probably about a year goes by and then I'm like kind of getting bored. I'm a, I like to work. Right. So like I don't consider work work, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you're actively engaging yourself in thought and, and working through a process. So uh, probably about a year goes by and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to start going to school again. I'm going to finish my degree. So I do that. And then I go, you know what? I got some time. Let me, let me try and get good at call of duty. So I start watching some videos and I'd never really watched YouTube before that. Right before this though, before I found out YouTube, I was playing a game called the division. Love that game. And it was Absolutely super hype game. right at the beginning. Yeah. It was probably one of the most hyped games in a while. And I started watching this YouTuber by the name of skill up. Okay. And if you guys aren't familiar, he kind of does what exclusive ace did. Okay. Or does. Right, right. But he did that for The Division. Right. And now he does like a variety game uh -huh. reviews and he's still very articulate, smart, great reviews, by the way, uh, on all kinds of gaming from Australia or whatever. So I, as soon as I got back into COD, Division died and I was like, ah, you know what? Let me get back into COD. Let me improve. First video I watch is like how to get a nuke by Exclusive Ace. He okay. actually put out a video. And then with YouTube, you know, you go kind of down the recommended rabbit hole and then I improved. I went from like a 1.7 in the game to I was able to move my KD like at the end of the life cycle right. from a 1.7 up to like a 2.5. Really good. But the weekly was always like a 3.7, 3.8. Like, so I was improving week over week. And that's where I found all kinds of content creators, whether it's uh team memory, yeah. Noir Missile, Elite Shot, my K3, you know, my all boy. these, all these yeah, dudes, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then I go, you know what? I have a vision kind of like what I want to do for content and I want to help people improve. And I think I can do it. Because it worked. Like, I'm, I'm a living example that it worked because I did that from there to there. I went almost over doubled. Right. So, in around June, July of 2017, I go, you know what? Let me let me start a YouTube channel. I can do this. It shouldn't be that hard. Right? Like, I know what I'm doing. Right? And I was going to do it just as a hobby. 
And I was like, oh, I'll just do it for fun. And then um, I was still going to school. And then I was posting like two times a week or something crazy, something low. And then eventually it got around to November. I posted some Destiny videos and just kind of get my feet wet because I knew the new Call of Duty was going to drop World War II. So I said, you know what? Let me go full and enjoy it. And then probably after December, I already got a payout of like a hundred bucks because you know the minimum. Right. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then YouTube changed their monetization. But then I did the math and I was like, okay, if I get this amount of views, I don't have to go into teaching and I can make my own schedule because teaching you, you know, entry level, you probably make 45,000, 60,000, right. you know, on the top end, if you got masters and then through seniority, maybe you make 90 K or something, right. unless you go to administration, you're not going to make six figures. Right. And in right. my head, I always want to make six figures. Mm-hmm. I get into it and then I start interacting with other content creators and I was like, okay, the numbers on that just, I'm a numbers guy. So I was like, oh, all I need is that many views. I just need to post that many videos then. Right. So then I started posting a video a day. Wow. You know, and that's really all that switched because I go, okay, if I post one video, I get a hundred views, I gain three subs. Well, if I post seven videos, then, you know, you do the math. Right, and right. I was like, I just need to be posting videos. Right. So I did that. And then I had a thousand subscribers and I hit 10,000 in, in the beginning of BO4. Right. And then the beginning of uh, 2019, Modern Warfare, I, I was able to bump that up to a hundred K. Yeah. And then the Cold War integration happened. And then from the Cold War, that's where everything took off like right. lightning. Like, uh, like I gained... Like oh, you were out of there. 700k subs in a yeah, year. Yeah, you were out of there. So yeah. yeah. And and a lot of things dominoed during that time that that really helped, but that's kind of how I got into yeah, it. Uh-huh. Um I mean if if the thing never had happened with my wife, I wouldn't be making content. Like right. I, I would have never even probably came around to con- I wouldn't have had a year off like right. to think and process and and the free time and the and the money to literally go, "Okay, you know what? I I need a an Elgato, I'm going to buy an Elgato, you know, right. <laughs> like, right, right, right. you know, like it's a hundred bucks. Okay, cool. Versus being paycheck to paycheck, kind of yeah. slowly working our way up and, you know, having a house and a kid and life, it's tricky. So, I mean, things kind of worked out the way they did. I mean, obviously it, it could have been better, right? No, <laughs> but, yes. but, you know, yeah, it may do with the situation and it's worked out for better than it could have worked out, 100%. you know, so very, very, and I, and that's why I thought it was so important for you to come on because, like, like I said in the beginning, your story is very interesting because of a major life event that happened is what kind of pushed you into doing what you do now, and you're obviously highly successful at it because, like I said, man, you're the godfather of gun. Anybody that wants <laughs> to know anything about a gun or anything that has to do about Call of Duty, they run into your channel, and I thought it was interesting because it's like most people don't think the way you do and what i mean by that is when they're first coming into content everybody wants to be the let me get the the 5kd or let me get the 4kd let me do this let me do that but you thought about it in a different way he's like you know what i improved and this is something that i know that i'm already good at yep so i can make videos on improvement and i thought that was interesting because like i said most people want to get the nuke or whatever the highest kill streak is yep and have the most kills, but your perspective was a little different. Why do you think that is? Well, my degree was going to be into teaching math. Okay. Like I always, when I was like, I don't know, second, third grade, I wanted to be a, a teacher. Okay. Like I wanted to be a math teacher. And uh, as I got older, I wanted to be able to teach calculus and, okay. and get my master's and maybe teach at a university just because I always enjoyed the the concept of teaching and, and like going through that process. And especially with math, it's like facts, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's very like, this is a matter of fact, this is how you do it. And that's how it works. When I got into content creation, like I, I knew that I wasn't 
the the swags or the K threes in terms of skill. Like you like you mentioned earlier, right. like we know that 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 we weren't there. Like I was ten years behind. I was already right. 27, 28, mm-hmm. maybe twenty almost twenty eight. Right, like when I started. So like I'm way behind. These dudes are like nineteen. Yeah. Like bro, yeah. I already know better. You know. Yeah. So I had to use my quote unquote business acumen from working in business. And I was a manager. I used to do sales and I used to coach people, write them up and like, you know, so you have these tough conversations. So, but I also knew, understand business drivers and and what would work. So I kind of thought like, okay, what could I do and how could I do it differently? And then I spent hours upon hours watching YouTube videos of how to grow a YouTube channel Titles, thumbnails, descriptions, tags, everything. And then I would watch the successful YouTubers and I would find out what they were doing, like how they did it. And like, you know, kind of pick a little bit from here and here and here and here. And then you make it your own and and, and it's it, it evolves, right? So that's kind of the route I went. And even though like if you go to watch any of my World War II videos during that time, they're all like a form of a quote unquote clickbait because what I would do is I knew that the driver for Call of Duty was always loadouts. So you'd go, okay, cool. You're going to do the Sten. Boom. Here's the Sten best class setup. But then I would, I would give people that within the first five seconds, 10 seconds of video. So sometimes if you watch those videos, the, the, uh, there's no intro. It literally is play. And it's like the best Sten class setup is this, 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 and this. It's on screen. Boom. Now for the rest of the video, I'm going to talk about how I play the game, showing off the strengths and weaknesses of this gun. Essentially giving people a tutorial without them knowing they clicked on a tutorial. And then hopefully they stick around and, and trust what I have to say. And more often than not, uh, when people would watch those videos, they would improve because it would copy what I'm saying. And then it would legitimize what I was saying because they improved. So it kind of like ingrained this value that those other people were not providing, right. but they weren't trying to. So, you know, fair enough. And then there was an entertainment value that I wasn't providing possibly that they were and it's just a different avenue. So I was able to go that route. And I even tried to like mimic some of the stuff Exclusive Ace was doing. And he, he was and still is on a different level in terms of his presentation of the, the data. That like I did it. I spent like like 12 hours kind of learning like how I could do it. And then I put out the video flopped. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. That's not the time. So eventually I kind of came into my own and, and evolved, but I did that for a while. I focused only on multiplayer. We didn't have a battle royale at the time. And even when blackout came out, I really wasn't into blackout, even though it was cool at times. Right. And then, um, it kind of evolved as time went on and it kind of got to a certain point. And, and luckily for me, when Warzone was a thing, exclusive A's kind of stuck to multiplayer. Um, or else like, a com- uh, we would have been, yeah, 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 yeah. been in the same lane. We would have been in the same lane. However, you want to look at it that way. At least this one, we were in uh, we're in different lanes, but on we're going in the same direction. Right. Right. So, which is cool. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, I respect him for everything he's done with COD. Of and uh, it's kind of one of those things that you know it's just evolved over time. It, it definitely has evolved over time. And, and what I always did is I always tried to min max like the information. So one of the things that I always tried to do is I abridge uh, it, shortened it, and focus on. X, Y, Z that are the most important. I could talk about probably 27 things on a weapon, but I'm gonna focus on the three that most matter to people. Right. Like, okay, how's the TTK? Right. Boom. All right, is it good? Boom. Like, you know, and, and abridge those and then just get that information out faster. And that's one thing that separated myself a lot from other content creators too, is that uh, I think a lot of times newer content creators don't realize this, but if you're not first, you're last. So patch notes would come out and I would do a patch note video and I would get mine out 10 minutes. People were like, how does the video get so many views? You just read the patch notes. Well, 
The reality is people aren't watching the video. They're listening to the video. They're in their car on their way to work. They want to know what the hell happened with the patch notes. They're at work. They have it up on their second monitor. They're not actually watching it. They just want you to read the patch notes. So it doesn't matter all this production value on, they're literally just listening. The, 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 the screen's muted basically, like the, the screen's not visible. When you have to get over those instances, it's like, oh, I don't understand how that works. I mean, I understand now, right. but back then I didn't. I was like, why the hell does it get so many views? Because the reality is it's super simple, straightforward. I'm skipping to the important parts and I'm not trying to stretch a video to 10 minutes. That was a thing back in the day. It's so bad. <laughs> that was just such a thing back in the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, this video has to be 10 minutes. It has to be 10 yep. minutes. And you took it upon yourself to be like, you know what? This video doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It just has to have information yep. and they have to be able to access the information quick and in a hurry. Yeah. And, and almost principled, like I kind of cost myself some money sometimes because of that is there would be videos where I don't, I don't look at the, the, the length of them and say, I have to hit a certain length. I never right. stretched video ever. What, what would happen is I would do a video and now it's eight minutes or whatever that you need to hit. And it would be like 752. Right. I'm like, guess what? It's going up a 752. And YouTube's going to add the one second they always add for every video, and it's going to be 753. And people were like, oh, well, you could have added eight seconds to get double the revenue. Literally double. Yeah, it and is. And I'm like, but then I'd have to stretch the video, so I'm not going to do that. Like, right. sorry. And, and, I, and I appreciate that integrity because, like, you, like I said, man, you just want people to have the information. Yeah. And it's important for the content creators that are new or even some of the ones that may or may not know. You hear what this man said. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Period. And, you know... The way that content creation has kind of evolved, and it's interesting to hear you say that, getting the class set up out in the first 10 seconds of the video, because you remember there was a time where it's like, nah, they got to watch the whole video, and then they get the content create. I mean, the, uh, the um, class set up at the end. And I never thought of it that way, where, you know what, let me just say this class set up, and then I'm going to do the video. Yep. And that's kind of probably why you got, you know, your watch time crazy, because you're straight to the point there's no oh let me skim through let me skim through oh okay here is sometimes where sometimes you'll is. get a comment still be like where's the class setup because right. they're expecting it somewhere to be in, the, in the back i'm like bro it was in the first five seconds yeah <laughs> <laughs> you missed it I right know i don't know how you missed you it it was right it. there yeah. i guess i guess that's true because they want to know what the class setup is they're gonna usually go all the way to the end of the video because that's what content yeah. creators were doing yeah and i think it's changed quite a bit too because of the popularity of uh tiktok and shorts right. that the attention spans have changed dramatically right. and uh the, the reality is those loadout videos can be chopped up and and put into a 20 second video and there's no real reason to watch a 30 20 minute video of those so a lot of those views have gone down just organically from that type of uh like viewership so it's up to content creators to adapt um, but even like, for example, so, uh, the thing I was talking about earlier, where the, if you're not first, you're last, is I see content creators that are much smaller. And, and what they'll do is they'll go and let's say the new raid comes out, new mm. brand new content, It's not like super hype or anything, but literally they'll, they'll play the raid. They have fun playing the raid. And then it's not on their YouTube channel until like nine days later because right. they got to send it to an editor. They got to send it to the thumbnail person. Guess what? That video is a flop. Yeah. Like. I don't care how good it is or whatever your hype. If you were trying to get that initial hype, you missed it. it. Like that wave is gone. It passed. It needs to be there within like six hours of it happening. Of course, the quality might be lower, but guess what? People are going to see you. And you, in, the, in the other video you spend a little bit more quality on, well, those people are there for that one now. Right. You know? There's the game in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. He just gave you the key to YouTube. <laughs> and Well, not necessarily YouTube, but the content creation in general. At least general. with Call of Duty. Right. But yeah. That's the game. You know what I'm saying? Being first or as first as you can be. Because, you know, 
people with that mindset, they're going to do it too. So as long as you're in that wave, you're going to get the views that you kind of want to get yeah. and, and people are going to see your content. And, and it's funny because not a lot of people think about it that way. Yep. Because I know I didn't. I'd never thought of it that Well, I don't want to say never, but there was a point in time where that wasn't on my mind. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get, you know, when it came to multiplayer, I don't know, what was it? 40 kills. I'm trying to get 40 kills. And yeah. until I get the 40 kills, I'm not posting the video. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Again, that's where the difference comes in and where your mind thinks and where, like, I would say 90% of other people's mind thinks, I want to be the high kill guy. No, it's not about being the high kill guy when it comes to YouTube. It's about getting your content out there, people seeing it, people clicking on it, uh, retention, eventually making money is what yep. it really comes down to. Well, it's interesting, too, because I, I talk to a lot of other YouTubers and, and especially they do loadouts and their retention will be pretty low. And then you have somebody like newer to the space, which is like Sally is a dog. I don't, right. I don't know if you know. Him, I do but, know who that person but he, is. But yeah. he's, he's huge on TikTok yeah. and, and he has like 800K on YouTube, primarily through shorts, but he's popped off a lot recently on his other stuff. And he had a video where he showed the retention. It was like seven minutes on a 12 minute video. So that's a huge W. That's a major Huge, w. right? And I go watch the video, right? He gets three kills with the gun. And I was like, people are way overthinking this. Yeah. Like, obviously, he, he's a very talented editor, great personality, all the other intangibles. But right. I'm talking about, you got those too, but but somehow you're missing the mark. Right. You know, it's it's like, you're overthinking it. Yeah, and and that and that's, you know, where I started watching, like, people like Iron. Yep. Like, for me, and, I, I, and that's what lets me know that, like, the way content is consumed now is so much different. Because people like him, I will click on a stream. And it's no disrespect to him. I, you know, him doing what he does is great for him. It works for him. Mm -hmm. Like that type of gameplay style, just it didn't sit well with me. I couldn't win a game with yep. three kills and be like, all right, I did my job. And, you know, what you're saying, which is what content actually should be, is not what you want to make it per se, which it is, has some to the degree to do with what you want to do. But also, if you're trying to do this as a career and do this as a business, you kind of got to give them what they want to see. All right, so one thing that I do want to go back to is, you know, obviously the story of how you got into content creation. And outside of everything that's happened in that situation, you know, with the um, timely passing of your wife and just that whole time in your life, now you're left to be a single father. And I know what that's like because, you know, I'm a single father. I got two daughters um, yep. that I'm trying to raise on my own. Do you do you see anything that that is kind of like hard for you on top of trying to be a content creator and trying to be a father? I don't know. I, I think sometimes there's instances. I mean, I do get help from uh, from family. That's one thing that's been nice is I, I do have a pretty large family that's willing to help and participate, jump in, those types of things. But I think like early on, like I kind of, it was very hard. I would lose sleep because, not because of like stress or anything, but it's because I'm like, okay, I have a certain dedication I have to put towards work. Right. But then on top of that, I have to put in time to take care of my son. So I would game and record and edit when he would sleep. So then it would be like one of these weird dynamics, but now he's much older. He's not necessarily as mature as I would want, like right. to, to be at that point. But I think he kind of gets an understanding of, okay, well he has to do X, Y, Z and he at least gets it. Right. It's, it's funny because I was watching you stream and I, and I, and I don't usually consume a lot of call of duty content as much as I used to, but I am in your stream a lot and other people's streams too. And I don't really type all the time. The reason why I asked you this question, because I saw you, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, you're like, you know, I got to get off because I got to go get my son. You you kind of, I've seen over time, you kind of actually found that balance now with being 
a content creator and being a father. And I think that's, I think that's not only amazing, but I think it's needed because, you know, like for someone like me that are, is about gameplay, it's like, yo, I got to get off this game. You like, no, I'm going to do what I got to do. And I'm just, I'm just done. Yeah. I think it's tricky. I think uh, obviously now it's, it's easier because he is older. He could jump on the game and he's good. Uh, in terms of food, he can go to the fridge and, and grab something if he needs or whatever. So he's a little bit more autonomous in, in that way. Obviously, he's still a child, so right, there's right. a little bit of balance there. But uh, yeah, it's not easy all the time, but it right. is what it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do you get a sense of pride knowing that your son, not only does he play Call of Duty and he's, I mean, quote unquote, following in your footsteps, but like he's actually like good at the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it is nice because like it's almost in a certain way that I wish I would have known what I know now, but like 15 years ago, right? maybe even like 20 years ago almost because right, now right. I'm 34, going to be 35. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like I could give him literally anything he needs or wants to, to do whatever he needs or wants. And if he wants to do content creation or he wants to get a PC, like we can get him one. Um, and we could plan that out right. Obviously, things certain things do have to fall into place to make it work out the right way. But it is nice to be able to just give him whatever opportunity he needs or wants. And yeah. content creation has done that because you know I've had some success, and you know I think I've been able to learn a lot, and you know go to different functions and, and socialize, and not just with people that are like large content creators, but all kinds of different content creators and in different spaces and, and different games and all these different things. So you learn a lot, and you're able to diversify. Um, your income in that way too. So right. even if YouTube isn't popping, like right now it ain't right. crazy because right. you know, Warzone 2 ain't popping. Then, then you got these other ways to diversify your income. So you're still not stressing. Right. And, right. and, uh, I think that's been good that like literally if he's like, Hey, I need this, boom, we go get it. You know, it's like, and me being a father and I think fathers just in general, like as somebody that's responsible for another life, like that, that is an amazing feeling being able to take care of the things that you need to take care of when you need to, mm -hmm. or even when you want to, you yeah. know what I mean? Like being able to go out and buy your son this game or that game or this computer, or that, shoot anything. You yeah. know, I, I think, I think, you know, as a man, that is yeah. a sense of pride. Um, and you touched on Warzone and I, I do want to get to Warzone. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I want to get to Warzone is because around Modern Warfare 2019, yep. and Warzone coming out is like when you really started being the guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, when Warzone, when Modern Warfare initially dropped, I um, mean, it was a new experience. It was a lot of hype because of the name, and there was a lot of diversity because we had the five attachments, and there was like eighty attachments per gun. So there was a lot of new stuff, and and I was able to test stuff in private match, and be able to put out content uh, before all these sites popped up, like True Game Data, which I, I'm, I'm I would consider him a good friend in terms of content creation, and. Um, he has his site where he was able to amplify based off of that. And then now you have Sim GG for all their site data. And, you know, you had exclusive A's. Yeah. And it was kind of like one of those things where I was able to kind of like do my thing in a different way than Ace. But we still kind of came to the same conclusion because it's both multiplayer. And then it really started to deviate. Even though we're on the same road, we're kind of taking a little different path. Um, right when Warzone dropped. Then with, with the integration of Warzone, like I said in the beginning, bro, like if anybody wants to know anything about anything, yeah, you, they, they, they're coming to Jake. I mean, from, from the biggest creator, I mean, you know, you got people like Swag, Nick Mertz, 
everybody is saying, yo, what did Jay got say about this gun? What did Jay got say about this gun? Not even those bigger guys, but even like the smaller guys. Yo, let me let, let me go on Jay guys video. And me, like I said, <laughs> I don't really like consume a lot of Call of Duty content. Even like when I was a Call of Duty content creator, I wasn't watching a bunch of people just like the homies. But like even me, bro, wait, let me go see what Jay got said about this yeah. thing. And, and and it's been one of those things like uh, I know that when uh, we've gone to functions, I actually got to talk to uh, Tony, which runs yeah. True Game Data. Yeah. And he was talking about like, well, if the site's, you know, automated and all this stuff. And I said, well, you're underselling like the value you bring to the table. Like, and this is something that I think a lot of people underestimate is how important it is, is like you can have all the data in the world and you can have the data. And what are you going to do with it? Like the person has to be able to interpret the data to make it digestible for other people. And, and regardless of where I get the data now, because now it's mine, so it's available. I'm still very good. I would say that's one of the, the strong suits I have is interpreting the data and being able to explain it a way that makes sense to other people. And that's where the, the real values come through. It wasn't me testing for 12 hours in a day to see the bullet velocity on pistols or whatever, right. you know, or rifles right, right, that, right. that wasn't my value. You right. know, that was just a byproduct that got, you know, the data that, you know, that allowed me to distribute that information. Right. So I, I think there's a, like with that, that's kind of how it's evolved and it became where, like I get a random DM from, Hey, it, what's the fastest killing, you know, whatever. Right. Cause then right. I can use that in my title or, yeah. you know, yeah. can it one shot if they don't have plates, uh, you know, like, right. you know, content creators get kind of like creative with titles. Yeah. So yeah. That, and that's, that's very, very true. Cause a lot of times people go to your video and they're like, Oh, okay. Oh, Jay got said, this is going to be a one shot or Jay got says, this is going to be that. And like, what you say is like law now, you know, you could make up anything like, you know what? You could use the Bryn to blah, 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 blah. And there's like, well, that's not really my favorite gun, but since Jay got said it, I well, that I, happened one time for reals. I actually made it uh, an error in my math. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, I made okay. an error and I miscalculated, and it was with the uh, FR five five six. Okay, and it was like the TTK was like two hundred milliseconds faster than it was supposed to be. So then all the content creators for like three days were using it. Oh, bro, I remember that time. Yeah. Oh, bro, but I it was wasn't meta. That. It wasn't. Right. It was, right. but but I but I was my mistake influenced it. Right, and it was just like a thing. Yeah. And it was what it was, but it's kind of cool. Like, it is because, you know, like I said, so how does that feel like being the guy that everybody comes to? Because like you like and I, and I know I keep saying it and I know it's getting a little redundant for the people that are watching this. But like you really are the person that people like I got to see what this guy is doing. And to think when you first started playing Call of Duty to where you are now, what has that transformation been like? And how does that feel like from an emotional standpoint? Well, it's kind of nice in a certain way. Like uh, I kind of hear it and it's kind of funny to hear and think about, but it happened gradually. It didn't happen like overnight. Uh, I think the the critical thing happened when Cold War got integrated into Warzone uh, because up until that I was doing stat stuff, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it's different. And and I think um, Exclusive Ace was still actively posting Warzone stuff because he was still enjoying the game. But after the Caldera thing happened, it was like, oh, none of the stats match. Like not even close. Like right. they're completely different. This gun says it helps strafe speed. It doesn't. Right. Oh, this gun says it's for bullet velocity. It's not. This one says nothing about bullet velocity, but it does. Right. And it was like, oh shoot. So it was a kind of a domino effect where you had, uh, the, the, I was able to test some things. I spent hours testing and, um, there's a lot that goes into that, but then sometimes people don't realize there's a lot of hours of testing stuff to test like a theory that somebody said they'd said, but then, 
you find out that there's nothing. So you can't make a video on nothing. So right. you kind of lose that, that time. You don't get it back. But there, there, it was nice during that time because literally everything I tested was something that could be making a video on and, and that helped. So whether we had the DMR using the titanium barrel that said nothing about bullet velocity or, or it was just fire rate, it was like broken and it was legitimately broken on top of the fact that the gun was broken. So it was like, oh, boom, this is it. And what happened is my video started popping off at that time. And I remember this was before, like I got followed by a lot of bigger names right. and it was like on stream, um, Teep is streaming. I only heard this after the fact, kind of what happened, but Teep is streaming and everyone in his chat's like, Jay God said, Jay God said, Jay God said, and he's like, I don't know who the hell Jay God is, right. you know? And it was no disrespect. He just don't watch YouTube right. and like that. Right. They said, this is it. And he goes, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to use this. And he tests it for himself, at least the hand testing. Mm -hmm. Pro players are very good at like everything, everything. Yeah. So they're able to figure out like, boom, just based off feel, not even like hard. This is this, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, damn, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like, boom. All right, cool. So he drops a follow. And then with Twitter, a lot of times you can tell like, like when you click on someone's profile, it says who follows so, them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shoot. Okay, cool. So that was like a domino effect. And then you got like people like Carmo follow right. or, yeah. or whatever. And then one day it's like Nick Merckx follows because right. swag follows and right. you know, it's all these yeah. other things. Mm -hmm. And it's like a domino. And then like when Nick Merckx hit the follow and then he tweeted at me, that was like, oh shoot, this yeah. is real. Yeah. This is real. What's going on here? Yeah. And it was like different after that. And it was like, he would even talk about it on stream and it would Tim the tap man. Yeah. And all of a sudden Tim the tap man follows. Yeah. And it's just like a, one of those things that kind of grew over time. And it was like, oh damn, this is like surreal because for the longest I was watching all these people and, mm -hmm. and it was like, there was a huge disconnect. Right. And now it's like, oh, that's cool. Not like we're buddy buddy will hang no, no, out, I get it, yeah. but it's kind of like like cool. They the respect, the respect is there, respect, and these right. are grinders. These yeah. guys have been grinding for decade, you know. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like uh, nice to uh, sense, sense of, of achievement, validation, validation. Well. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of like just put that stamp of approval approval that like oh he was right on these seven things in a row. So guess what? He's I'm gonna assume he's right on the next one. Yeah. And that's kind of where that went. And they eventually got Cold War together. And then we never had a break like that again, like where the game was completely broken. Right. But for those like four or five months, it was fire. I was getting like thirty to fifty thousand followers on, on Twitter. Bro. Like on, on YouTube, I gained a hundred and like thirty thousand subs in one month. Bro. And it was like, holy. You couldn't like you were like on an all time high all the time. Yeah, bro. And like, like you couldn't lose, bro. And like I was saying, um, off camera, and then that was around the time where like it didn't matter what you did, bro. And I got like I made that joke with my cousin. This dude could post a video of him just sitting in front of the yeah. computer screen, and it's gonna get eight hundred thousand views. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it it and it made zero sense. And I would post a video, and I'd be like. Damn, I didn't think that would do that. Like, let me try something else. All right, psh, damn, that too. Like, it, it was crazy. It was a really crazy time. And, and like, obviously, I appreciate that time that it happened. And we're, we'll probably not see that, like, in Warzone again. Maybe right. in a different game. Yeah, maybe. Um, obviously, Warzone has a lot to do to get back on the right track. In terms of popularity and all these other things, I think it'll be a while. It, mm. it may be even until... It might not even happen with this one. It'll happen with Treyarch when they right. do whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting. You can see how that path goes. It it will. And and on that note of Warzone, you you get a chance to play the stuff early. Obviously, you're being J God. Mm -hmm. um, Talking about COD Next. COD Next. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a chance to go play the games early, and you get invited to all these things. Not to put you in a bad position, because I've heard you. Be critical of the game before. Yep. You're critical of the game, not only in videos, but also on Twitter. And you probably don't know the answer to this question, 
but like I don't understand why I don't listen to people like you. Well, I think sometimes it's like I, I think they're scared to have people that early in development because by the time we were at COD Next, there's almost nothing they could change. Right. Like it takes them six, eight months. I don't even know how long the development process is for a specific change to actually go into effect. Like right. the game's huge. Yeah. Like a lot of people make a comparison to Apex, but like it's 60 players on Apex. We're talking about 150 yeah. on a map that is huge. It's a totally yeah. different beast. So I can understand some technical challenges with that, but there's certain things that like, I feel like I, uh, that's also helped me in my YouTube side of it is that I started off as a gamer that only played COD for fun for every year. And I didn't make content about it. So I see the, the extreme casual perspective of somebody who just played it prestige like a couple times and uh-huh. there you good. I was never max prestige. I never dropped nukes. So I'm totally a casual. I can relate to that. And, and I feel like that's still relatable. And when I was helping people improve, then it was like, okay, cool. So there's relatable, like on the progress. And then, and then I know content creators that are ultra sweaty, but that's right. not me. Right. Right. So I got the full perspective. So a lot of times when I'm weighing in on a topic, it's not usually from my personal perspective. Cause if I wanted to make the game just for me, it would look completely different. Right. If I'm trying to make it for everyone, it's going to be different. And, and if it's only for sweats, which would be a ranked play, right. it's going to be completely different. Right. But I can usually objectively look at it from all three of the angles, you know? From my own, what would I personally like? Right. What would casuals like? Right. And and usually I end up being pretty spot on, even if I'm like, yeah. for a small community, it's like, oh, the melee people would probably like this or the right. sniper people would probably like that. And it's not 100%, but most most time I, I usually align pretty solid with what would work. Right. And and it's been proven time and time again where inevitably they come back around and do what I thought they would do anyways. Right. Um, most recently with like Fortune's Keep, for example, day one, I was like, the map plays good. It just needs 50 players. By the end of Fortune Keep, guess how many players it had? 50 players. You know what I mean? But I said that in the first like hours of playing it. Like, so I think I have that perspective that helps validate sometimes my thoughts and people just agree in, in that sense too. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Like a lot of times we've been talking at events and a lot of the things that I've heard you say have been pretty spot on. What are some of the things that, because the new season is, the new season of Warzone 2 is out yep. in just a couple days. Have you seen any improvements in that? that you think that should have been improved? Well, I think there's going to be some um, minor things in like the blogs and stuff like that has been very non-descriptive. I think one of the biggest things that people are concerned about is the weapon difference and everyone's running the RPK, Fennec, X-13s. Essentially, that's it. Like there's no variety. And I, I feel like they've taken way too long for something that simple. Like I talked about earlier, I said the game is very complex. It's really hard to change stuff. Like if somebody wants faster movement, that's not as easy as just faster movement. Right. Uh, but weapons... Tuning is a lot easier. They just change numbers and boom, done. It's into the thing. They put out the patch and we're good to go. So I think they've taken a really long time on that to people to realize how much variety the game does have in weapons. Because once you get beyond the absolute meta, the guns are pretty close and people are going to have to like go with the, what they like and what they enjoy because there's that much options. It's unfortunate that they didn't make that change sooner because it's been kind of a, a boring part of the game essentially when the game should be fun it's like well well i don't have fun using a gun i enjoy and losing gunfights right. like you know what i mean right. like right so right. i need to use the meta which ends up being boring because then i end up using the same thing every match and you watch this you could tune in anyone's stream they're literally using the same two or three weapons that's it very true and very, and, very true. and everyone looks the same because the, the mechanics have changed to essentially um reduce the variety of skill and I think a lot of people got caught up on skill gap, but I, I think the reality is there's still a skill gap in the game because 
there's people winning 40 games in a row and 70 yeah. games in a row and nonstop winning. So the, clearly there's a skill gap, but the, the skill variety, it, it's only one dimensional, like how the skill is played right. out. And right. versus before there was at least a little bit of variety. So I, I don't think they've addressed any of that. I think we're getting new content, which will be good um, with the Ashka Island or whatever the heck. And that, that'll be a huge avenue where people get to explore it. It's going to be great for DMZ. BR people, if they want a faster paced game, boom. And, and I think they really got to consider, expl- I'm going to say it now, and, and my, I might get quoted like, like a while right. from now when they actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even realize this until more recently is that uh, one of the reasons that I've kind of avoided Battle Royale is how long the matches are. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to Blackout, the match is like the longest it could have been is around 21 minutes. I remember that. And what I didn't realize is when I was doing the map comparison is Caldera, um, Blackout's map was the biggest map. Out of every map we've ever had. Really? The biggest. Okay. But it never played that way. Because what happens is uh, the first zone started closing after two minutes. Okay. And the first zone was fully closed after two minutes after that. So a total of four minutes, you already had to be inside the zone. You couldn't like land far and then try to make it in. It just wasn't reality. So the playable space was already cut in half at the beginning of the match. So you never felt like the map was, oh my God, it's so big. Versus now it's like seven and a half minutes before that happens. Yeah. So, Very big difference. So we're losing like three minutes there, and then you lose time throughout. So it's like these matches are way too long. So I would imagine if they came out around Malzra and they cut it down to about 25 minutes, the same where Verdansk and Caldera were, that'd probably help the pacing. But right. And that doesn't you don't have to change anything else. It'd make the game feel faster, whatever. And Resurgence, hopefully it falls in the same, same realm right there where it's like the 12, 13-minute match. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what people enjoy. Not necessarily, Ooh, the movement, people get caught up on that. But the reality is, is like, you like to play six matches an hour, not two. Right. Very true. Very you know? true. And then you get a new experience each time and whatever, whatever. There's a lot of more variety on those maps too, okay. because you can use snipers or right. whatever, you know, and hopefully they change that too, but yeah. we'll see. So when you saw the ro- when you saw the roadmap, because it just, it just dropped mm-hmm. Were you, were you not impressed or were you more impressed or it was just like, uh, well, I think I took it from a different perspective. I, I think I got to consider like multiplayer more. Um, I, I was talking about this kind of on stream. It was kind of funny because we watched some videos of uh, before I went and did a, um, a little bit of a podcast with uh, Repulse. Oh, yeah, the postcast. Yeah. yeah um, Shout out to the postcast because what you guys are doing there are actually really, really good. So when I before well, before I went on there, we were watching um, Prestigious Key and okay. Exclusive Ace, right. right? We watched some video. I was like, I wonder what their thoughts were. Right. And I was like, let's kill a little bit of time until we do that because it got delayed a little bit. We're watching it and Prestige is like raging off the game. Yeah, I saw his video. I said, bro, he just not like yep. this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's not even the game. It's like abstract of the game. It's the content they're providing to the game. Right. The reality is that the only, um, they haven't brought any new content to that game. Mm-hmm. And it's debatable whether, you know, you count Shipment and Shoot House. Those are remade. Right. Shipment for like six times. And like <laughs> Shoot House is like the second iteration right. or maybe even third. I don't know. But wh- whatever it is, they did that. And then... No, no, it's the third, I think. Yeah, it is the third one. Now that I think about it, yeah. They're just recycling that stuff. They're recycling it. And then this time around, they brought back Dome. And it's like, bro, like right. Dome is fire. Right. We're not going to lie. Right. Dome it, is right. fire. Yeah. But the reality is that's only two maps. It's like, are you really taking care of those people? No doubt ranked is going to be fire. Like right. it's going to be fire. Right. Like I know Treyarch is leading it and I already heard some things that make it sound real good. I'm not a multiplayer guy anymore. Right. Like I, I kind of threw in the towel on that. Like you, you, it's just not worth the quote unquote stress or frustration. Right. right. And they haven't gotten there yet. Right. I got, I got there and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Like 2019 <laughs> right. broke me on that. Right. Oh, and right. I went and luckily Warzone was there or maybe I wouldn't Man. be doing content creation. Right. But 
it was one of those things that, you know, I think there's a lot of little things they could do that like, like just the time thing, you right. don't got to change anything else. It'll make the game feel different. Weapon balance. I, we haven't, none of those things are happening with next season. So right. I think there will be some changes that'll at least be in the right direction. But for me, in terms of the roadmap, I was like, cool. I mean, multiplayer got kind of screwed, but we're going to be fine in BR. Right. They're going to fix some stuff, some minor stuff. And we're getting tons of content in DMZ, which I'm enjoying a lot of, right. like, even though it, People think it's plunder. It's not like resurgence is more like plunder, but yeah, very true. But when you actually play DMZ, you don't get why it's good until you play it. Like mm. I thought, man, eh, this could be good. I started playing, you get hooked. Uh, I ran out of challenges, so <laughs> you know it is <laughs> right. what it is. Right, but, right, right. But we're gonna get a restock on that too. Oh, so there you go. So should then, be good. You know, so, there's something for everybody in this new update, but not obviously something that everybody wants. Correct. Yeah, I think that's the limit right there. Is where him and uh, Prestige and exclusive, exclusive Ace were like. It's disrespectful. Like you pay 70 bucks and we used yeah. to pay for DLCs and yeah. we would get like five maps. Yeah. Very true. And a zombies map. Very like true. it would be heat and a couple weapons. Right. Now it's like, Oh cool. You get these modes you've all played before. You get this, uh, you get these maps you played before. And on top of that, like nothing else special, no quality of life. No, nothing. It's like, good luck. We'll see you in three months. Yeah, bro. Cause cause essentially, what people are going to see, they're going to see what this new roadmap is. I mean, they've already seen it to, at this point. Yep. They're like, yeah, we'll see when, we'll see what season three is. And season two ain't even dropped yet. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, what's been, been really crazy to see is like, I don't really mind it because I know I'm going to do what I got to do. Make, make my content. Yeah. And the more people that fall off, there's less competition. <laughs> hey, hey, and that is the great way to look at it, you know, but, at the same time, it would be better if the game was better, right. you know, at, at, the, at the end of the day. But I've seen more people quit COD this year than ever oh, before. Man. And it's funny because like. That's um, why I'm sitting here with you right now. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> but there's a lot of wager dudes that are going back to right. school or this and this. Right. And, and at a certain point, like, like most people are going to fail at their attempt at COD. It right. just is what it is. Right. There's such a few number of people that truly make it a viable thing where they're not like living at home, someone else paying their bills. And right. Like right. it is, it's very hard it's to make it beyond hard. the next step. It is. And even when you do, there's no guarantee you're going to keep that. Like even until you make it to a certain levels, you get yeah. like a certain level of comfort. It's been interesting to see that because there's some people like, I mean, they, they play it every single day. And me recently, I've been, I know you've seen it cause you yeah. said you're in the streams, but like I, I kind of committed to just streaming more games yeah, because I'm a gamer. I enjoy games. Like COD isn't the only game I played, even though that's the only game I make content for. I, I normally I play all kinds of games. Right. And then I started streaming them. People were like, oh damn, Warzone must be down bad. I'm like, well, I kind of really wasn't playing Warzone all that much. Right. Like, I'm just playing these and and I could either stream for like three months that I didn't stream. I literally right. just didn't press I, go live. I saw that you posted that you streamed for like 430 hours last year or something like that. Less. It was less than 430. So that's like less than 10 hours. Less than like eight hours. It was a, last year that's was like a month out of 12. Last year was 140 hours. <laughs> and that was like 99% COD. Right. This year, I already got 110 hours. Look at that. See? You know? Because you're But I'm enjoying it. And right. I'm enjoying exactly. it. Exactly. And that's the difference. And, and a lot of people were like, well, you can stream COD. And I was like, well, the reality is I do enjoy COD. Or else I wouldn't make content. Right. Like that's that's a fact. Right. But I don't enjoy it for eight hours a day. Right. I enjoy it for like ninety minutes. Right. Like that's cool enough for me. I don't need to play this eight hours a day for thousand dollars a match. Like right. I'm not the wager people, and I don't need to drop a nuke for content. I don't need twenty kill game. Like I don't care. Right. Like I'm gonna enjoy the game because I'm with who I'm playing with. Yeah. 
Like I'll I'll rock and play with whoever, and I'll have a good four or five hours if yeah. we're having good vibes, whatever. Yeah, but I, there's no way. Like to play that eight hours a day, the the mental is ridiculous. Like it's just pure toxicity. People oh, want to try and catch you saying something off guard. Like bro, yeah. Like and I don't even mean that in a bad way. I mean they just want like like we were talking about. Yeah. The, they'll clip it and and then ship it and try and start yeah. drama. Yeah. Like, oh, well, he said that you're not even that good. I was like, that's not what I said. You know, right. like cloud is a hell of a drug. Man. That's one thing is. that I've been saying a lot recently, not only with the people that have been sent down with me, but just in general, man, people want to go viral for whatever reason. And if they can, especially when it's a controversy, bro, if they could be the first person to put it out, whether it's right or wrong, yep. they just want to go and get some type of clout and that. And that's very dangerous. Well, and, and what, what I also noticed is just my general mood is when, when you're playing COD, you have to focus up. Yeah, SBMM makes it so you have to focus up. Whatever yeah. term you want to use, EOMM, whatever. Either way, you do have to focus up. And then on top of that, when you stream, you do get stream snipers. Even even if I'm only pulling like a couple hundred viewers, yeah. there's stream snipers. Oh yeah, a couple thousand. There's more stream yeah. snipers. Regardless, it just happens. And you know it because I played so many hours not streaming that literally it's a night and day difference. Like I don't even know how. People like Swag or Nick Mer or like any of these dudes. I don't even, man. I'm like, bro, how do you even enjoy the game? There's zero chance. There's no way. And then on top of that, then you get the toxicity of the chat where it's like, yeah. bro, yeah. Uh, you, you, you didn't get 20 kills this match. Like, yeah. bro, like not, that, that's not every game, bro. Right, that's that, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Like people so, don't realize that, like, I think more so now, but still people don't realize like. When you're seeing what you, these guys are posting on YouTube, that's not something they're doing every single game. No, that's, no, not even. They're giving you their, it's basically a highlight of mm -hmm. what they got in maybe four hours worth of gaming. Like, yep. obviously in Warzone 1, we were dropping 20 kills more, more regular, regularly. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what you see on YouTube is just, like, a highlight, really. Yep. And then on top of that, I mean, you just get, like, these random questions that are bait questions. Yeah. Be like, oh, so you defend cheaters or something. I'm like, yeah. I've never once defended cheaters. Right. Never. Like, right. Not happened. No follow up. First time chatter. Like, what yeah, the hell you, you go and look and you see where. Okay, well, let me see what this part. Oh, okay, you don't even follow me. Yeah. You just are in here for the first time, and it's the first thing you decided to say. Yeah, yeah. So that that stuff happens, and it's hard. Like when you see seventeen of those messages, that like to not reply to one, but right. it just happens, yeah. you know. So I think with the COD side of it, boom, this is how it works. You know, you you avoid that, and you remove sons of toxicity. Like I like I said, this this week alone, I streamed like forty five hours. See, that's amazing. Right? Not banning, no timeouts, nothing. We swapped to COD, first 10 minutes I had to ban yeah, somebody. Yep. See? It's like, bro, what are we doing yeah. here? Cop. Something mentally wrong with you going, yeah. like, you need help, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That level of toxicity should not exist. Man, that's very true. Because COD, and COD just brings it out of people mm -hmm. for some reason. They can't help it. Yeah, they can't help Even it. playing it, you know, it's yeah. just oh, how it is. Oh, man, like, it's funny because, like, when I would play, other, when I would play other games on stream, it's so much ch more chill for me mentally, emotionally, bro. As soon as I... Turn on COD. Even with like a quarter of the viewers, Man. I'm chilling. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I'm chilling, bro. I turn on COD, somebody comes in the stream, oh, you're supposed to be playing COD. Okay, I'll play COD. The first 10 minutes, I'm F-bombing this and F-bombing that. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. Mm -hmm. it just has finds a way to bring it out of you for some reason. And I mean, you know, I think with the integration of like more people playing GBs, more tournaments, and I think... And it's just my opinion. I feel like once that start stuff started to become more mainstream, like GBs and tournaments, that was kind of like the start of the downfall of the, the well, community. The and the well, casual, the, yeah, 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 and the community aspect of what we had back in 2018. Yep. So I, I do want to touch on this other thing too. You know, you've done all these things in COD. You started having all this success. The one thing that I always thought when I, when I saw you starting to do this 
and I knew that you would be good at it, bro. You started with the podcasting, bro. That's, I mean, I, it's my podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I it kind of like it was a double edged sword because like what happens is I do work with a, a my management up north right. management. Yeah. They take care of all my deals and they've taken care of me pretty good. They bring right. me tons of deals. I don't even have to think twice. I don't have to check if it's a phishing email. Right. You know, get right, scammed right. over. Um, and you know, it, it's worked out. It's a good partnership. A lot of those deals, I, I require a certain rate, basically. Got to. And for a while there during Warzone, before this recent year, um, I was doing a lot of, you know, I did work, work with Envy. Yeah, I you know, that. I did one with the Subliner, two, like yeah. three different ones with the Subliners. Yeah. I did this other one last minute. I did World Series of Warzone like four Saw times. Yep. And I get a certain amount. But then all these smaller tournaments, like what they would pay me uh, without like showing well, my so, pockets right. is that like, is more than the price pool. So like it, they can't afford to pay me. Right. But then like I can't get the reps I need. That's what I was talking about with somebody too is kind of like a double edged sword because, because of my popularity, I would essentially have to tell my management, oh, I'll take a couple hundred dollars just so I get reps. Right. But in reality it's like, well, then I'm lowering my value, which it's kind of like one of those things because there's so many great casters um, people are like, oh, when I've done the COD watch parties and they're like, oh, you should get into casting or whatever for the CDLs. Like there's so many talented people um, like shift. Um, he's one of the, like the main dudes he does, runs challengers basically. And he has more reps than anyone. If, if there was anyone to be in the, the main league, it's going to be him before I've ever even come up in the conversation. So I could respect like those people that are out there grinding it, making it happen. And even within the Warzone community, You've have um, people like Goge and uh, you know like right. like that are running those tournaments and doing them and they're getting like hours upon hours of reps and I'm brought in like one time I do pretty well right. for what it is but I'm not nearly a season so I, it's kind of like a it's it's fun it's good I know I could excel it if that's what I only wanted to do mm -hmm. but then I'd have to have that conversation with my manager and basically say okay we'll do it for a couple hundred dollars and, right. and we're good. Not to saying that that's what they're getting no, paid. I know, but what, you're I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you but mean. But yeah, there's like a certain price where it's like, oh yeah, we don't want to pay him that. So right. you so know, it is what do. it is. Yeah. I mean, because once you get to a level that you're that you're in, you know, I know you're a super humble guy and you'll never say it, but once you get to the level that you're in, like you can't just accept anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's happened before too, where uh, I had people hit me up and then uh, they're like, Hey, how much would an integration work with you? And I was like, well, it's going to go through my management. I put everything through them. I'm not, I'm not going to hide. Oh, let's do this on the side. Right. Like that's no, not me. I'm not going to do that. Uh, even though people probably would do that. Um, and then I said, well, just to give you an idea it's between this range. Oh, they're like, I can't afford that. I was like, right. well, I'm you sorry, bro. Me then. I'm sorry, yeah. bro. I wish if I didn't right. have management, I would probably do it on right. the side and whatever. And that's sometime has happened before. Where um, I had people like um, Legion. Legion, I, I, I really enjoy his banter. I like him a lot as a content creator person. Those types of things. And he hit me up. He said, hey, uh, we got we got this tournament going on. And he goes, I want you involved. And I was like, all right, cool. He goes, I don't really have a budget, though. And I said, all right, cool. Let me hit up my management. Tell him. And then my manager was like, oh, cool. Don't worry about it. Whatever you get, keep it. Like, we won't even split it. So, I mean, I like the right. my management for that part. Right. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was right. just like... He and I was gonna do it for free, right? And he was all like, "Oh, I ended up getting you a little bit," and it was like, "All right, cool." And, and I, I'm down with that because I think that like what happens is if you give, like you go and do share opportunities, it's gonna return back to you. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? And like, there's a lot of things that I've done where it's completely free, no promotion, right. whatever. And then it's like, 
okay, cool. Well, why did he do that? Like, well, he just did it because he could, you yeah. know, like he didn't have to. Right. And, and there's a lot of scenarios that do have happened like that um, over the past couple of years. And it's regardless of what size I was, it was just like, maybe it's a favorite or a friend. And it's cool. Sometimes that works out that way. And I don't ever expect anything in return. And they know that, even though it's never said, they know it. And right. it just is what it is. And that's and that's even how we're even talking now is our relationships that we have. The one thing that I started saying this year, man, is like your your network is what is what is the what is the saying? Your network? your network is your net worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because not everybody can get you to sit down. You know yeah. what I mean? It's because of the relationship that we have yep. that you came and you did this for me. Yeah. Which I one thousand percent appreciate. And I get that sentiment. 100%. Yeah. You know, we talked about the podcasting. We talked about all those things. Now, because there's kind of like a lull with this waiting period for the next season of COD, I see you having diversity on your stream. Yeah, yeah. I think um, like a hard part, I think, as a content creator is it's like there's a smart decision you should do. And then there's the the one that you want to do, I right. guess. And sometimes those overlap, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when I first got started is I was like, okay, everything has to be COD and I have to make things a certain way. And the long-term vision is I want to be able to branch out and do other things. Maybe I've done it a little bit sooner than I planned, but that's part of the war zone thing is that, you know, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall trying to make a video a day, even though I could literally make a video a day and I'm losing out on thousands of dollars just by not posting. And that's okay. Like, I rather kind of like enjoy gaming and streaming. And that's what I'm doing now is I think this year we've already played six different games on stream. It's only been six weeks. Right. So we are like gaming. Yes, right? sir. And um, if you count last year, I only did five different games. The year before that was like four. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, we're going to hit like 40 games this year or something crazy. You know, we're going to do whatever we need to do. And that'll just be my side thing that I enjoy doing. And just like that, I want to get outside of my comfort zone. And, and the hard part, I think a lot of times people don't realize, and I've talked to other creators, is for me, it was always getting hitting the go live button. Like going live, I'm good. I can talk like this. We're here. We're doing our thing. Right. Am I an expert at this? No, but we can do this, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that like the hardest part is starting. And for a while there, it would be like I'd go live and maybe I'd get into a routine of going a couple days here and there. And then it kind of like whatever. And the real the holdback was the COD. Like I want to stream for eight hours, but I'm not going to stream COD for eight hours. So I kind of had to get over myself like in my own head and and get through that, which is really difficult. I probably still did it sooner than I did. And I probably should have done it like a while ago when the numbers were way higher because right. there's a translation with Twitch at least where your viewership is largely what's going to drive your viewership. <laughs> right. The more right. viewers you have, the more viewers you're going to get because right. of the directory thing. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I, like I said, I streamed probably like 110 hours this year already last year, the entire year, 140. Right. So we're going to shatter that. My most streamed month was like 55 hours. We, we did like 64 hours last month. So it's slowly climbing and we're improving on that and we're still integrating videos and stuff like that. But right. it just kind of gives me ability to interact and connect with uh, different like people mm. in the chat, you know, supporters, followers, whatever you want to call it, that we can talk about different things besides what's the meta. Right. And uh, so even though I do appreciate the, the people that follow and support for that, the long-term vision of J God is that to be able to do things like this right. and, and, you know, and be able to do casting or, analysts or you know vlog stuff and and i have posted vlog videos in the past or at least one but 
you know, I ran into some hiccups where it was like recording and editing and it's just hassles. And it was like, okay, cool. But I've gotten some of those things dialed down. I just got to get the the creative vision on how I want to do it. And there's even content related with my son oh my that goodness, I can that would do. Go crazy. Like I thought about this one idea. It's just a side note, uh, but is like where we play old games, Ooh. but he plays them. Okay. And then like I watch a game that I had a lot of time played. Like an old game, like right. Ninja Gaiden or something. Oh, that was like so brutal. dope, though. It's just brutal. It's right, like painful right. for right, him right. to play. Like, you can't save it? What, right. what do you mean? You know? Yeah, that would be so dope to have him grow up in that the way we grew up in that. That yeah. would be so Go dope. Go play I would Super Metroid. I would love to see something like that. Super Metroid and just experience how the games were because it's such a, like, you get these uh, ge uh, generational gaps, right? Like, right. obviously, there's people that don't know what a Walkman is right. and a CD player and all those things. But it was funny enough, we were at my mother-in-law's and um, we have a cable over there and we have it set up and we went to go visit it. We were eating dinner or something and the commercials come on and he's like, well, what, what, why do they have so many ads? And then, and then he goes, well, how many are there? So it doesn't tell you like, well, how do you know when they're over? Cause they are like, he, like they're so used to right. like the, right. the way content is digested yeah. now right. that you either don't get ads or they're skip. You can't skip them. Right. Well, what are we doing here? Like, no, this is just cable TV. What are you? So, so you guys don't have cable at home. No, no, no. We have like Netflix, Hulu, Very Disney, smart. like, you know, Very all smart. those, but, but it's still kind of funny that like something so thing like trivial, like that we grew up with right. like nonstop, especially if you were home and you watch like judge Judy or something, you got ads or Maury yeah. or whatever, you know, like you got all this daytime. It was just ads. Power Rangers. Come on ads. You yeah. watch Dragon Ball. It's like, dude, 20 minute episode felt like five minutes. Yeah, and, exactly. and it was like all the rest commercials. So it's kind of a different time. And I think the gaming aspect, you know, you could branch off and, and I have had creative ideas like that, but it's just a matter of, do I want to start doing those now or do mm -hmm. I want to wait a little bit? And I've kind of got my feet wet more with streaming and I'm enjoying it. So I'm having fun, you yeah. know? So that's the key. And then, um, I'll slowly continue to branch out and do the other things because the, the vlog that I did do, it did well. Yeah, man. So there's something no reason vlog. not to a hundred percent, something about vlogging, especially like for me, like when I see a father, son, Especially with that idea, because you could you can create the vlogs and you guys going here, going there, but having it integrated with gaming too, I think, is something that would just yeah, it could be really good, and then kind of get his feet wet to the non-business yeah. side where I'm controlling every aspect exactly, and then it goes that route. But that's like a long-term goal, and, and you know, those are different things. Like right now, I'm just really enjoying streaming and having a lot of fun with it. It feels like I'm not really streaming, and I've actually I like understood a little bit more of the streamer side because there's people who are like, oh, I miss streaming. And I was like. How do you miss streaming? Like, what, what do you mean? But now that I've done it, like, back to back to back to back, I, I really do kind of understand that aspect where it's like, oh, yeah, I really want to start. Oh, like, I need to go live. Like, right, you know, it'd be right. fun to go live, you know? And it doesn't matter how many viewers are in that. And I've kind of accepted that I'm going to have way less. And once it was able to get over that hurdle, the it's more a mental hurdle. It like, definitely is. It doesn't matter. Chat's there to roll with you, whether it's 100 people or 5,000 or yeah. whatever the number is. And it's cool. Yeah, that's the, that's the one aspect of, you know, being a streamer. You know, people say that it's not about numbers because in a sense it is, but then in, the, in a sense it isn't because you're not in a position where you need the viewership. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. what you already have going on on the YouTube side. What Twitter, sponsorship, yeah, everything, everything. The word I was looking for was sponsorship. I was having yeah, a brain yeah. fart. The, the sponsorship side, exactly. So it's funny. To, it's actually funny to see you streaming more because I feel like we can get even more of the J-God personality. Yeah. Because you 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 have your video structured in a way where you're just trying to get the information out. And it's just, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, 
10 minutes or eight minutes or whatever it is yeah, now yeah. and it's done. But the streaming aspect of it, we can really get to see you open your horizons. Broadmore, like I was watching your stream yesterday when you were playing that one game. What game was that that you were playing yesterday? Was the Octopath Traveler? That, I thought, yeah, that was Octopath <laughs> You were like, what yeah, is this yeah, game? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. like, it's a JRPG, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, I was watching you play that, but... You know, I, I sit there and I watch that and I'm and I'm interacting with chat and I'm seeing how chat is interacting with you and you get to be more of who you are and show that side of you, which I think can only be more of a positive. Yeah. And I think that's helped with like even on the YouTube channel, like a lot of the like the series where it is the spectating randoms, which before used to be uh, spectating subscribers, is that people are like, oh, man, you're funny. And I was like, well, yeah, it was like. Uh, you can't really do that in a, here's a gun video. Right. Like it's kind of generic into a certain extent with the data mm -hmm. and I'm just digesting them and repurposing them. Where am I going to put a joke in there? You know, right. I could, but it doesn't really make sense for that audience. So I think the spectating randoms always added that element where it was like, Oh man, this dude's, what is he doing? Yeah, what yeah, is going exactly. on here? Exactly. You got to roast them a little bit. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that in a funny way, like not necessarily negative, um, cause obviously the goal that is to entertain a little bit in those videos, but more improvement and going back to what I first started with. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, there's a lot that goes into that, but yeah, it's, it's fun to have that element where people will be like, Oh damn, I didn't know you cussed. I'm right. Like, well, yeah. Cause when I, I was first in the Marine Corps, what yeah. do you think? I just, when I first heard you cuss for the first time, cause I don't think I have ever seen that side of you where it yeah. was just, cause you were always, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're always more, you know, business. Like, like I said, yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and that's it. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. You know, being able to see your more, more of your personality yep. than just what you have to do when it pertains to call, call of duty. Yeah. And, and I think that's helped too. With just like when, when I go to events and stuff like that, I've been able to interact with a lot of creators. Sometimes that really does well is that yeah. people would be surprised at how many inter how many people I'm able to interact with. Yeah. And it was funny because um, when we had COD Next, they had like 200 creators there. Yeah. And it was funny because uh, I was talking to uh, another creator and then I was like, after after we got back home or whatever, yeah. and he goes, oh damn, I really wanted to chat to you, but you were chatting to everybody. Like literally everybody. Yeah. And everyone knows you. Yeah. Like, and everyone, and even the, like, the Span like the Spanish community, like they're, they're creators. Right. I don't know them because I don't watch... Spanish stuff, right. content, but then they would come over and be like, "Oh, Jay God, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Hey, what's going yeah, on? How you yeah. doing? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. And then the people from Europe and and you right. know all throughout, and then obviously the the North American uh, content creators, everyone's chill. I talk to everyone, and yeah. it's cool, and you know you have good vibes, and it's how it is. Yeah. And you try to interact with everybody, and there's just not enough time. It's not, you know, and that's the one thing that I like about you the most. And I feel like I've been saying this about everybody, but I think it's maybe just the company that I keep. Even with all your success, you're still the same J guy that I met in 2018. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, and that's in this industry, it's very hard to do. Yeah. When you when you reach a level of success that that I've seen from other creators, and and I won't mention any names, but they get to a certain point and they're oh. I don't know you or I can't interact with you because you're X, you don't have X many followers or X many viewers in your stream. Yep. And I just really respected that anybody could come and walk up to you and introduce themselves and talk to you. And, and anytime I've ever seen you, even when they, like the Codnex event, even though I wasn't technically invited, you know, I, I know everybody up yeah, there. Yeah. So they just, Oh, come in T and I come and I see you and you know, it's a big hug, take a picture. And, and I always, and I see, and I watch you talk to other people and it's like, this guy is, not only is he one of the biggest things on Call of Duty, but he's still humbling down to earth. <laughs> it, it, it's true, though. It, it, it really is. And I know, you know, I know I'm not trying to make too big of a deal about it. But in this industry, bro, like people will know you today 
and not speak to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very true. And, and, you, and I've seen those instances and, and sometimes people, you'll, you'll see them even like type that outwardly on Twitter. And it's kind of funny because they'll be like, oh, you think you know people, uh, you got to cut people off, people just want to use, like, you know, right. really negative. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you even have that mindset? You know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, like, are you expecting something in return? Why, why did you do anything to begin with? You know? Right. And, and that's really how those tweets read to me yeah. every single time. They're like, Oh, got to cut off the fakes. And it's like, bro, like <laughs> yeah. you're like self-reporting. Yeah. Like what did you want out of that relationship? Right. That you feel like you're entitled to have them in your relationship, you know? Right. Right. And, and you know, it's kind of one of those things that I, I try not to do, like put out anything like that. And there's always people that, at random, they'll message me, like even like you know we have right sometimes. exactly yeah, and it'll be like oh cool this and this, and it'll be like we, like we talk every day, right? You know, and, and 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 I you know try to make that the way it is an open right. door with anyone I communicate with, and right. there's people that'll message me six months later that since we've talked and we don't really engage much on Twitter or whatever, and they'll be like hey Jay got this this and this, and I'm like yeah this and this, you know yeah, and and I'm willing to like you know, help in whatever way I can. And right. I don't care if I get any, and most of the time I'm not going to get anything out yeah. of it. Like, I don't care. Like it right. is what it is. So I don't know. I think that's just a, a part of the, the dynamic that it is what it is. I mean, I've known a lot of creators and I did grow fast. So it, it worked out where I was able to know some smaller creators, medium size, large, and it's like no different. And I personally appreciate that yep. because, you know, like for me in my content creation career, as far as call of duty, I'm just not doing that anymore. You know, I I, I want to grow this thing and I want to invite, you know, people like you, the bigger creator, and even some of the smaller creators I know, knowing the type of people that you're going to have on that have that mentality. It's yep. like, yo, yeah, I'll do this for you because you're my boy or yeah, I'll do this for you just because it's the culture and this is where we are. Yep. And, and I appreciate that, bro. And I, I definitely don't want to minimalize it because it is dope. Because like I said earlier, bro, everybody's not going to be able to have you sit down. Yeah. And talk to them for <laughs> however long we've been talking yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? You're a busy guy. You got things to do. And at this point, we've been talking for a couple hours now. And, you know, it's just good vibes. And I, and I appreciate it. There's a couple more questions I want to ask you before I let you go. Has there ever been any content creator? And you don't have to say a name. Yep. Okay. You know how we were just having that conversation. Has anybody ever, like, like just not necessarily sunned you, but just act like they don't know who you are? Like, they see you and they'd they be like, eh. I don't think so. I think um, there's there's obviously there's been those attempts where people it's very shallow to see that like when they're trying to clout chase is more right. common than anything. Mm -hmm. Like especially when I was reacting to like records before the hacker hunter nonsense right. kind of got overboard where everyone assumed everyone was cheating type thing. Right. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun to highlight creators and see the success they had. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about Iron earlier. Yeah. But like a lot of people don't know that the story with Iron, Iron was going to be successful regardless because Iron's Iron, right? Right. And, and he's able to d distinctly make himself unique. But when I first made the video on Iron, it was the first time I'd ever seen that. I know we're right. getting kind of sidetracked no, with no, that. Sorry. But um, he held like 65 viewers. And then we did the video. Next stream, he had 600. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then he went over a thousand. Yeah. And it was like overnight. No, overnight success. Literally. And, and even though he would have gotten there because he was the number one and, and he carried himself in a way that made sense and he, he was relatable and all those things. It was kind of like a, Oh shoot. That was crazy. Yeah. But because of that, I mean, he was selfless. So I, I think it was a, the best person could have happened to at that time. Yeah. Right. 
But that other times that that has happened, whether I covered Bonk, which was like number four for yeah. wins and mm-hmm. kills, yeah. and then he got partnered over like almost overnight, yeah. like not overnight because you still got to apply, but his right. viewership was enough. And it was like, okay, cool. That was a lot of fun, like to be able to impact people in that way. Yeah. And although I did get revenue off of views or whatever, them being able to continue and make a career, it, it, like to secure that is, is also great. Yeah. But it's the outside looking in where people are like, oh, I want that too. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, I dropped 40 kills. You should check it out. So right. we're getting circling back around uh-huh. and it's like, well, that's not genuine. Like a lot of people don't realize how much works went to, into those videos. It wasn't like I just pulled up iron stream and said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to react to the number one player. I spent like 14 hours in a stream before I ever like 14 hours. Yeah. That's a lot. That's you know? a lot of time because you're looking for trends and how they treat their viewers yeah. and, and how they interact with the people they play with yeah. and, and like how they talk and you know, all those types of things. It's not just, Oh cool. They're a good player. Good players. Dime a dozen. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be surprised yeah. that they think they're special gamer. Right. But good players are dime a dozen. Yeah. And you know, when I really went to go look at certain people's channels, it'd be like, okay, cool. I'd watch. And then something would be like, maybe turn me off about the stream. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to cover that. Right. Right. So then I work around and sometimes people are like, well, why'd you cover so-and-so and so-and-so? It was like, well, maybe I watched their stream. Yeah. Maybe I didn't, you know, so don't feel like targeted, but right. it's kind of one of those things that like, People would message and say, hey, you should react to so-and-so. I was like, I don't know anything about so-and-so. Right. And I don't have time to spend 14 hours to watch no, this so-and-so. Don't. Right now, I don't. Right. But maybe at a certain time, I could spend time to do it. Right. And then I can go about it. And that's kind of worked around. And sometimes there was red flags. And I would tell the person, hey, yeah, this is the red flag. It happened with Knight before, for okay. example. Yeah, my boy Knight. Shout out to Knight. Knight's uh, like goaded when it when yeah. it came to rebirth oh, he was 1, a former former pro player yeah. or whatever didn't have a ton of notoriety but he was a pro player yeah and I, i'm pretty sure he had broken the record and then i went through and i watched the vod and he was playing with somebody and it was like oh this guy i think he he might have an unlock tool and i was like yeah i i can't cover you right get a gameplay without that dude maybe we can talk right, right. <laughs> but, but like i'm not going to include that yeah. because i just felt like it was it's a no-no for your brand definitely yeah and i yeah. believe that like the guy is probably just using it for unlock tool for tiktok or whatever but i'm not going to put that in a video right even if even though it was only three seconds of the gameplay right i was like nah i'm not going to cut it out right you can yeah so it was kind of one of those things that i had that conversation and i still chat with knight all the Sometimes, time and right. about content sometimes mm-hmm. or whatever but it's kind of one of those things that like you know, it's not just a one snapshot. Cool. They got 50 kills. Right. Like I have to vet the, the person. Vet them. Exactly. Like at least for what I want. Cause I'm going to send my viewers there. Right. I'm going to send my like subscribers there. I'm not going to just send them to anyone. And then it goes back to what you were saying earlier about, Oh, you supported this cheater. Yeah. 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 yeah Even that, though we're not, and we're not talking. I want to be clear. He's not talking about Knight himself. He's talking about somebody that Knight was playing with to be clear, but yeah. Yeah, and it's not that he even knew or anything. It's just kind of one of the cultures of TikTok at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's beyond the point. But it was kind of one of those things that people don't realize the the amount of work. It wasn't just like I'm clicking and go, boom, let's play. Like right. boom, play. Oh my God, he got 70 kills. Like, no, it's not right. that. That's at not all. that's not what happening. Yeah. Even though in the real gameplay, that's what I'm doing. I'm establishing the person's patterns and yeah. like like for night when I eventually did break down his gameplay, I actually looked at like uh, the map of uh, rebirth where he landed. I w- looked at like 30 matches or something crazy where he land. And then his rotational pattern, he had like mm. a consistent pattern of mm-hmm. how he would go. Right. Even if it was unconscious, mm-hmm. this is kind of how he went. Right. And, and I basically broke that down. Like, Oh, he rotates from here. He lands here every single time. Then he rotates from there to there. And then if the zones on this side, then he rotates this way. He never goes in this area. 
like right because unconsciously he learned that you got to avoid those areas yeah you know? yeah so very true. i was really trying to analyze the gameplay other than just react to top player be right. top player and that's what i also appreciate too is like you're not afraid not saying that you discovered these guys mm -hmm. but you're not afraid to break these guys to other people you know oh I mean? yeah yeah and i, I love that and I think sometimes people do get in their, their own way with that type of stuff where they're right. like, they, they don't want to share like what success they've had. Right. And I think, um, there's other creators that are even much larger than myself. They've avoided doing that, but right. then they kind of come around to it mm -hmm. and it's kind of nice to see. Yeah. It's, it's good. It is. It's definitely, it's definitely good. And the other the other question that I wanted to ask you, what is your craziest supporter interaction? Like what happened where somebody that you met and it was like, roll, bro, this is, this is a little much. Do you have any stories? No, like that? I don't really have anything like that. Okay. I mean, uh, people have got, come up to events and sign stuff or whatever, right. but nothing crazy. You just say, "Hey, take a photo," or "Oh, are you Jay God? What's going right, on?" Because right, I right. usually, you know, I, I don't have like the drip or anything like that, so I go low key everywhere and my jeans and like a sweater or whatever. Right. Not even you won't even recognize me. Half no, the time like if at you if you don't know, like for instance, <laughs> I know how you are because I've known you for a long yeah. period of time. So I know like you're super low key. When you go to events, like when I see you, when I seen you in 2008 or eight, 2018, excuse yeah, me, yeah. 2018, super low key. You and you and Xander, you guys are just chilling. I think I seen you maybe another year. It was you, you Xander, and I think your brother was there. Yep. And same thing, super low key. All you got, you guys have this just low key thing. So like even today, I knew you're gonna come super low key, and that's just <laughs> how you are. That's just who you are. The most important question, and I know you probably have gone over this. But I'm going to ask you because I ask everybody two questions. I always ask the first question and then basically the last question. Top five COD in order and you have to answer. Okay. Top five COD I would say is uh, if I had to go in order, MW3. Ooh. Uh, BO2. Ooh. Okay. And then I'll do MW2. Ooh. And then it's kind of tricky after that part. Yeah, it is. Um, What is that? Three of them right That's now? Three That's three so far. Um. Because I started with content creation around the time, I would say IW. And then the most recent was probably BO4 that I had the most fun that on. That is an amazing list. Yeah. And, you know, for me, Modern Warfare would probably be, Modern Warfare 2 would probably be at the top, but that's an amazing list. You can't go wrong with any one of those cards, and I, and I love it. What's the, most, what's the most fun you had ever playing Call of Duty? Like, which one was it? Was it when you first started content or? I think it was when I first started content with uh -huh. IW. Uh, I, I think like obviously there was good times during like MW3 and BO2, but like I was never at that skill level. We would play in parties. We would just right. run lobbies and TD hammers right, right, like right, that right, thinking right. we're something. But I think when we actually, you know, I started playing solo, learning how to improve and actually started dropping nukes within right. IW. It was kind of like, oh, shoot, this is like really fun. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. And World War II was a lot of fun, too. I mean, those are kind of like a like boots on the ground, yeah. kind of like plain cod. I think uh, Beyond Requisitions, the game was a lot of fun after they fixed it. And they mm -hmm. put some OD perks like in yeah. where your gun will reload if you get a double kill or yeah. whatever. It was yeah, like, yeah. how is that? How is that how's allowed? That thing? Yeah. yeah. How is that allowed? But, <laughs> yeah. Like it was like the first time they were like really trying to uh, cater towards aggressive, sweaty players. And that was cool. So, that, I mean, each COD has their own moments. I think there's certain, like, times that have been good. BO4 was just cool overall. I, liked, I got more into competitive COD in, in terms of watching. So that was, like, a, a different aspect to see of the game um, and, and be able to expand on that, even though World War II was there, too. But, you know, it right. was, it was, you know BO4 kind of, like, was like, ooh, this is a new COD, and it's different. It feels still like COD, but it's, like, still Treyarch right, and you know, all right, that stuff. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. 
And then um, not necessarily a question, but the last thing before we go. And I, and I like to do this, too, for like content creators that are up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a message to give to somebody that's brand new to content, yep. what would that message be? Well, I think in general is just to just do it <laughs> because I think a lot of times people get in their own head and they stop uh, before they even start and they start like getting in their own way. And, and right now the, the real popping stuff is, is shorts, TikTok, or short form content. So I would aggressively try to, to understand that content and make that content, but understand that like where you're going to have the most success is probably in long form. Um, cause you can get millions of views and all this stuff. But I've talked to TikTokers and seen their revenue. That then, then, like some of them are. That's why they're over here on YouTube, right, and that's right, why they're right. streaming and having success doing these other things. Right. Because that's just a stepping stone to 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 reach a broader audience. Um, I think really do a lot of research on what you want and, and understand. But trial and error is a great educator. <laughs> like, if you're making ten videos a month versus thirty videos a month, you're gonna learn more in the thirty videos. Even if there's bad videos, that's okay. Mr. B says the same thing. First hundred videos are going to be dirt. It's okay. 101 will be better than the dirt that it was. And you just keep improving upon. And it doesn't need to be perfect because the viewer isn't someone who's looking for perfection. They would watch programs on television if that's all they were looking for. They're looking for something else. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be like over the top. Even though there are channels that succeed in that, it doesn't have to be. Like you don't have to have the best mic. You don't have the best. So I would say start. Get reps and and continue trying to learn because you're not an expert. Even at my 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 certain level and plenty of other content creators around my level, they're still learning stuff all the time. Right. And and I think once you think you learned it all, you're probably making a mistake. Yeah. That's very true. Cause once you think you know it all, then you're never learn you're not learning anymore. Yeah. And then if you're not learning, then you're gonna fall behind you're and gonna, oh you're not God. gonna adjust. And, and there's some older co- COD content creators. Yes, like, there are. I'm like, dude, still making content, but cool, whatever. Yeah, whatever, like, whatever. Stop clever. growing, but yeah, cool. Yeah, there are some, and and there are. I, I'm not gonna say names, but there are some <laughs> that I see, and I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I just, you know, personally, I just, I knew that it wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, just because I just, not necessarily don't like the game as much. I mean, it's a little bit of that, but I just knew that it just wasn't for yeah. me. Yeah, you know? I think finding your niche is totally important too, yeah. and understanding how big that niche can be. Yeah. Obviously, if I if I only focused on video gaming, but it'd probably be broader, but more competitive. But yeah. then focusing on COD, you know, what I mean, there's different yeah. variables. You could be a reaction channel, a cooking channel. You could be a car dude. You could do vlogs. You yeah. can do podcasts. Yeah, you know? podcasting. You know, you can do all <laughs> kinds of stuff. It's just really, are you going to enjoy it? Do you see yourself doing it every day? And like, how serious is it? to like make that something a career, not to be rich, but just to be able to live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. All right, man. If you don't have anything else you want to tell the people, bro, that's, I I appreciate you. Like I, like I said, man, thank you so much for coming through and hanging out and just spending some time with me, you and your son. It was definitely appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Mr. 1.2 million on YouTube (laughs) going crazy. So, Oh, you know what? You know what you usually do? And I don't think I saw it. What are your goals for your channels and all your avenues this year? Because you well, usually post I that. did it. Yeah, it used to be a little bit different because my thought process was just to go for a certain number. And okay. once I hit a million, I was like, I was like OCD trying to accomplish one million. Right. Like I'm going to do whatever I need to make good content, focus right. on uploads, lose sleep, miss event. I was all in on hitting one million. But once I hit it, I was like, OK, that's it. Like, OK. So now I want to just diversify the content. Okay. I, you know, I brought my brother in to help with content on like um, some other socials, 
Twitter still continues to grow. I don't know how, but it is what it is. That's my favorite platform, even yeah. though it's one of the toxic. It and, is the most toxic. And but down yeah. the rabbit hole, people talk without experience. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. but yeah. it is. And, and it's a lot of fun to do that and just diversify my socials and be able to experiment with uh, more content. I think that the, the streaming was a first step in, like, I know it's late in the game. Like, it feels like for amount of time I've made content. But to really get involved in streaming and enjoy streaming for a streaming and then try to make like a presence around that instead of, Oh, you're just the COD guy. Cause there's times where I stream eight hours and I won't get a COD question for hours. Lovely. And, and it's like, cool. Lovely. Yeah. Cool. You're here for me. Yeah. You know, love. and that's cause you're not here for God right. of war. Right. If you were here for God of war, I mean, there's not even a hundred people watching the game right, right. now. Like, yeah. you know, so it, it's kind of a nice dynamic to enjoy that with a community that you get to know a little bit better too. That's, that's lovely. Cause what we always want to be as content creators is not boxed in, but yep. just I'm here for you. Yeah. And I think streaming for you and everything that you're uh, kind of like broadening to right now is a great way to do that. Yep. So, again, thank you, brother. I appreciate the time. Appreciate, appreciate the conversation. Um, that has been the Jay Got episode of the Game Recognized Game podcast. I appreciate you guys for watching. If you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that sub button, turn on post notifications so you can be up to date with every video that we drop. This one was a great conversation with a great friend, a great homie, uh, just an all-around good individual, and I appreciate him for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace.